0: on december 14th 2020 a young man goes missing outside of lewing texas he has never been seen again where on earth did he go you're listening to the mysterious Brews podcast and tonight we bring you the case of jason landry
1: Somewhere in the bowels of Georgia.
0: Well, Coach, uh, got any exciting news over? Nope, I have nothing. I don't. Uh, my life is very boring. 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 Well, let's tell the good people what we will be consuming today. Uh, I believe we're going to be drinking some Shiner Bock. Yes, we have a box o' Bock.
1: That's the twelve-pack <laughs> box of cans, my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A box, of box. A box, a box. Well, uh, some news that uh, will be old news by the time you hear this, but Dodge is willing to pay someone $150,000 to drive a Hellcat for a year. Sign me up. Um, I'll do that. I will do that hands down. Let's get into it, boys and girls. Uh, We don't have any bills in this, so we are going to jump head first into this lovely case, and it is the case
0: of Jason David Landry. Yeah, so it's a, it's pretty, um, it's a new case. This is ongoing.
1: Yeah, as of the first of the year, there was still a lot of questions unanswered about some investigative details, and... While those have been answered, there are a ton of questions that are still out there. So, but Jason was born July 29th, 1999, to parents Kent and Lisa Landry. They lived in Missouri City, Texas. He grew up with an extremely loving family that included two older siblings, a brother and a sister. His father, Kent, was an attorney until. He retired and became a pastor at South Minister Presbyterian Church in Missouri City, Texas. When Jason graduated from high school, he attended a local junior college but transferred to the University of Texas in San Marcos. And it was his first year at the University of Texas, and he was working towards being accepted into the university's sound recording technology program. Now, on December thirteenth, 2020, at 10.55 p.m., Jason left his San Marcos apartment, and he was heading home for winter break to spend Christmas with his family. At 12.31 a.m., Jason's Nissan Altima was found crashed and abandoned in the 2300 block of Salt Flat Road near Luling, Texas, which is just 37 minutes from Texas State University in San Marcos. The keys were still in the ignition, The lights of the car were on, and the passenger side door was locked. The car was found by a volunteer fireman who was walking through the area at night and immediately contacted authorities, who then came to the scene. Now, when I first read that, I'm like, "Just you got a volunteer fireman just patrolling the the desolate streets of Texas? But from what I could gather, he actually was just a volunteer fireman who lived in the area, and he made nightly walks. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't sound as odd as it may first come across. It's still pretty odd, though. Oh, yeah, it is. Mm. Now, Salt Flat Road is a back road, and that's an understatement. It is not paved. It is gravel, has no street lights, no buildings, no signs around. So it's extremely easy to get lost on this road, especially at night. Now, investigators believe Jason was involved in a single car collision that was likely caused by overcorrecting on the gravel road. They believe his car spun off the road, hitting a couple of trees and a barbed wire fence. Now, Jason's father received a phone call from authorities around 2 a.m. saying they had found Jason's car, but Jason was nowhere to be seen. Kent, his father, said, quote, that's the call that every parent fears, end quote. After receiving the call, Kent drove three hours to Salt Flat Road where he met authorities, but the vehicle had already been impounded by the Texas Department of Public Safety state troopers. Now, Kent then drove to the impounding lot as he wanted to see Jason's car himself. Now, before the vehicle was impounded, authorities looked through Jason's car and found his backpack, wallet, some toiletries, and his tumbler, I guess. His Yeti, I guess, is what I'm thinking. Something like that. There have been some inaccurate reports from the media saying Jason's backpack was filled with narcotics, which is extremely false. What was found in his backpack was multiple different
0: marriage-you-wanted joints. Well, I, mean, I mean, he's a college kid. I mean, is marijuana like even considered a drug anymore?
1: In the great state of Georgia, it is.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's marijuana, man. It's it's no big deal. Not well, a big deal. That's my thing. I mean, to each his own. To each his <laughs> own.
1: According to the sheriff's office, the press release they came out with said, quote, any report stating that the backpack was filled with narcotics is inaccurate. The small amount of marijuana has been seized and is being held. Now Kent also, quote, was quoted in the paper as saying, nothing could be more hurtful to Jason or his character. Jason was a typical college student who was home to see friends and family and were still waiting. I've been given Jason's backpack and I can tell you what was in it was his laptop, his contact lenses, some toiletries, and all of his PlayStation gaming gear. Jason had already made plans to meet with friends online and play some games together over the break. Jason's backpack had those personal items and his PlayStation controllers, headset and accessories. End quote. Now when Kent went to the towing lot, he went Through and searched Jason's car himself. In the car, he found Jason's cell phone between the driver's seat and the center console. And he's on record of stating, I got there at 5 a.m. and I was the only person looking for him. I got to his phone at 7 a.m., then driving down a dirt road looking for my son, I could see clothes. I realized I could tell that they were his clothes because of his socks. He always wears funny socks. Yeah. Yeah, there's some pictures of... He took some pictures, and I don't see how they missed them. But anyway, the clothing was found approximately 900 feet from where the car was found. Clothing found included T-shirt, shorts, underwear, socks, and a wristwatch. Now, investigators believe these items of clothing were what Jason was wearing that night. They had found no signs on the clothes that they were, quote, forcibly removed. So there was a timeline that they had acquired from his cell phone, and on December 13th at 10.55 p.m., Jason left his apartment in San Marcos to go home in Missouri City. December the 13th, the same night, at 11.05 p.m., the phone shows that Jason was driving on Highway 80 entering Caldwell County. Um, about 11.07 p.m., same night, he continued to drive south on Highway 80, Jason was in Martindale, Texas, continuing south on Highway 80. And about 11.15, he passes over State Highway 130, still on Highway 80. At approximately 11.24, Jason enters the city of Luling on Highway 80. He stops using the Waze app and began using Snapchat. On East Austin Street, his digital footprint stops. And then shortly after, he crashes on Salt Flat Road. December 14th, just after midnight around 12.31 a.m., Landry's wrecked vehicle was found abandoned in the 2300 block of Salt Flat Road. The lights were on, the keys were in the ignition, and the front passenger side door was locked. It was a single vehicle collision, most likely from overcorrecting on the gravel road, spinning off the road, and crashing the rear end into a tree and then it spun back around and wrapped through a barbed wire fence. So we get to the investigation. That,
0: I mean, God, it's just so weird. Where did he go, man? How is he not found? Well, the investigation
1: has stated that the authorities used Jason's phone to track his route like we had previously stated. They are still trying to piece together what happened in that roughly 67-minute period between him switching to Snapchat and then his car being found. During that time window, his phone was turned on and it had service, so it's not like someone turned it off. Yeah, The vehicle was sent to for forensic testing to see whether there was any third person DNA or blood evidence but nothing significant was found a very small amount of blood was found on his clothing but it wasn't enough for investigators to believe it was from a serious injury now searches of the area of around the crash site have been conducted with volunteers search dogs horses and drones a nearby pond was drained yet they still didn't find anything. The only thing that led them to the pond was one of the search jo- dogs traced his scent to the pond. They also looked through some surveillance footage of lulling to see if anyone was possibly chasing Jason or if, or if the car was acting erratically but found nothing. Investigators found a video of Jason on the day before he disappeared, and he was wearing the same red T-shirt which was discovered at the, t- at the scene. Basically, those are the facts of the case. Now we get into some theories, and they're just, I mean, we're basically speculating, but. I mean,
0: nothing makes sense. Like, I mean, it's just, he just. Uh, he crashed his car and he just walks away. I mean, it's essentially what we're looking at. And it doesn't. I, I mean, I'm so confused.
1: Well, one of the first theories was that he took a wrong turn onto the salt flat road, got lost, and ended up hitting a tree, got out of the car to go look for help, and disappeared, which is not much of a theory. Now, of course, the old standby – well, there's two old standbys. He wanted to start a new life, which I don't believe that shit. Oh, Jesus. That's just a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, you can't.
0: And It's then, so hard to, to um – start over and drop off the grid basically i mean to disappear and start a new life it takes years of planning of planning yeah and preparation yeah not to
1: mention i mean he was only at least he was a entering his junior year
0: yeah there's just no
1: way well, I'd say at least probably a sophomore year. He probably had he probably got his <laughs> basics out of the way and he's he's applying to that specialized school for audio, but I mean no. He's got his whole future
0: in front yeah, of him. Yeah, you you just don't. You can't just start a new life, man. It's so it, I mean, I've researched it. Short of going to another country. <laughs> I've researched it, and it takes years of planning. To start a new life, so the the idea that he did that is just it's absurd.
1: Now, the other old standby
0: drug deal went wrong. Met up with the wrong people at the wrong time.
1: But May, I mean, maybe.
0: I mean, but
1: he had, from what it sounds like, he had a what the old people say, a couple of them little roaches <laughs> in his backpack.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean, not enough to. I mean, even the, the sheriff's department came out and said there wasn't enough. You know, what they did have, they had seized. But, I mean, it wasn't enough to...
0: For, uh, I mean... And it. I guess the other thing with his yeah, cell
1: phone... For uh, drug dealers to kill you... Right. We've gone over this on multiple cases and not claim it. For to kill you? I mean, you really
0: have to be in debt. And they're going to make sure that it's well documented. I mean... Drug dealers really r- really want you to, you know, buy drugs from them. And if you're killing people You're still not getting your money <laughs> or your drugs back. That kinda puts a a, a hamper on your um, your
1: Doesn't do much for the old PR <laughs> department, that is it.
0: <laughs> yeah. If uh if you're if you're killing people, yeah, you know, maybe. Now, one of the more prominent
1: theories on the Reddit was that he could have saw something on that road that he wasn't supposed to. And by that, the theories are not as wild as you would think. They're saying in that situation, he may have come around the corner and he could have seen a drug deal going down or he could have seen some human trafficking situations, some illegal immigrants... Mm -hmm. Really? I mean,
0: they're not as far-fetched as I was thinking they were going to be, but... What are the odds that you just stumble upon a human trafficking operation? Have you looked at that road, though? That thing, that salt flat road is out in the middle of freaking
1: nowhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's true, but still, how prevalent is human trafficking? Oh, it's very prevalent. How do you know? I tried to grab this baby. No, oh. I'm just joking. <laughs> you sound like you know.
1: Well, I have looked into. I have dabbled in the dark web. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but the last one was he himself was a victim of human trafficking. But I don't see that because he's already of age. Like, I mean, he's in his twenties. He's. I mean, he's got his own car. I mean, short of them. He doesn't look like the type. Right.
0: Right. That would uh he looked a lo- be he, a victim of human trafficking. He looks a lot older than he, he is. I'm pretty sure human trafficking, they're 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 after women, young girls or petite feminine
1: boys and he's neither one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, now the the more and this is more plausible I feel like and this is the last theory that we'll bring up but after the accident of running off the road, he was disoriented, couldn't find his phone, so he decided to go outside to look for help, wandered off too far, got lost. And they're saying
0: that he fell. Yeah, but if that was true, they would, I mean, why would they not find him? That was
1: my thing. You should have been able to find him in the pond, but the dogs only traced him to the pond, so short of... Alien abduction. If he wandered into the pond, they drained it. They would have found a body.
0: I like, I like the alien abduction. I mean, idea. You know what? And yeah, and I, mean, I don't like mean that. to make I light, like I like that.
1: I don't mean to make light of a serious situation.
0: But what if
1: he um, saw one of those cattle experiments by the aliens? And they had to
0: take him too. I mean, maybe. I mean, there, there's no um, logical explanation. For his disappearance, so I mean, we we can't discount any explanation, especially alien abduction. True, true that, true that. So now we get
1: into some things, some more. These are theories, but these are actually more in-depth theories that I got from the great Reddit. Uh, one of them is by Key seventy-four Gold Camaro. <laughs> And he said maybe he wandered into the wrong person's farm. If he was lost, would he have been speeding? The crash was from overcorrection on the gravel road, and it's a lot of damage. We'll post pictures of his car, and they're right. That car is beat all to shit. Was he being chased? Did he Snapchat someone? Was he opening the Snap map thing of the area? Has anyone looked at his Snap account or talked to his recent friends? Did someone see the crash and come out and say, hey, do you need some help? What about the fact that his dad was the one picking up his clothes? That's my thing. And finding his cell phone. It's almost like it was a half-ass, oh, this is a single car crash. He's wandered off. He's drunk. Or he's high. He'll be back. And they kind of just didn't do their due diligence. And the other thing is, in that situation, say a volunteer fireman finds the car. If he knows the local wrecker service and the local sheriff, does he call call and say, hey, man, there's a car crashed over here. There's nobody around. You're going to send a wrecker out, and I'll stay here until the wrecker gets here in case they come back. Did they send out an officer? You would think they did because they had his backpack. But, I mean, who's to know? I know the odds of him snapping while driving and not paying attention and crashing is most likely what we're seeing and I'm no expert, and I'm not claiming to know anything, but it's the dead beta fish in the tumbler for me. I didn't know he had a dead beta fish in the tumbler. Hmm. <laughs> huh, that is a little uh, oh, odd. Oh, yeah? Like I said, there's lots of questions, and I'm okay with going them going unanswered. It's just bizarre when you sit and think about all the information we've been given, cops or whoever was at the scene, didn't care to collect his belongings or look around for too long. Because if they had looked that evening, they would have found those clothes, especially 900 feet. I mean, he goes on to say, first, he was pretty off course. I guess it's possibly made a wrong turn. But if he made that trip frequently, then what would be hard to do is miss that road or make take that road by mistake. He would have realized it before too long and turned around. I also think it's suspicious that police have said nothing about who saw him last or a timeline leading up to his disappearance. This is also a really rural area. It's not wooded or anything, really, so the damage to his car seems odd. There's literally nothing around to hit. Maybe he lost control, but then how does he damage the rear end of his car? Well, if you spin and overcorrect and you run backwards, that's pretty, I mean, that's not unheard of. This guy goes on to state that theories that he has heard was that Jason was drunk, wrecked his car, wandered off. Possible, but has anyone come forward saying that he was drinking before he left? Did he stop at any store to get gas? Did he stop at a store to buy alcohol? Do they have video footage from the store if he did stop? Now this is where the police not releasing any kind of timeline or info seems fishy if they don't know, I think it's also suspicious that they don't just come out and say, "Hey, we don't know if he stopped somewhere or where he was before he left or what time he left." I just think it's odd that they are saying they are not saying if anyone saw him or when the last time anyone saw him. Now, another theory is that there this was a case of road rage that ended badly, which would explain the damage to his car, but I think police would be able to tell if another car had hit his. Here's the thing with police and these missing person cases and uh, murder victim cases where they don't have any leads. I know they need to save some things that only the killer would know, but I have a hard time with... There was one of the famous cases where there was a young boy that was abducted, and they waited like 12 years to release that he was wrapped in a curtain that was sold at like four stores in the nearest town. If they had released that on time, I mean, that curtain is not going to make or break the case, in my opinion, if the public knew about it. Mm -hmm. Now, it would give you a lead to get you a search warrant if you find out that Joe Blow down the street's missing one curtain. But... There's a lot of those situations where these people are just... The, the cops are keeping stuff. And then... I know it's better now that it's digital, but you've got a lot of evidence if the police... I mean, police stations burn down. Shit goes missing. You know, release a lot of this... What you think is important shit really in a couple of years isn't. And if you'd have released it on time, it may have given you a lead or two. That's my little
0: soapbox. Yeah, I mean... They have to keep things close to the best, though.
1: They I do. Mean, I they just have to. I just think that some of the th- – they need someone there kind of saying, all right, look, we can keep this and this, but these things right here in, in are not going to matter. So – but anyway, uh, another user, watcha-luckabucka, said <laughs> that – I swear to God, that's his name. He drove the area today and have – He has rethought things. There is quite a lot of debris or potentially evidence around the site. There's a trash dumped up and down the road, so I'm not alarmed about the clothing being left by first responders as I initially was. We are theorizing that Jason was not in the car at lulling. Yes, his phone tracked, but the person driving way out on this road probably knew the area and was hauling ass, possibly upwards of 50 miles an hour. The driver had to go slow to navigate the first turn, but likely knew that after the curve was the stretch and sped up, would have made it except that coming out of that curve, a large hog Hmm. or a cow had crossed the road. Now, that makes a lot of sense because they have a god-awful hog population in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) A cow, maybe, I don't know. Now, he does go on to say that the day he drove it, there was a large amount of cattle that was out. I don't know if the fence went down, but anyway, this would also explain clothing flying around out of windows. If the person or persons lived in the area or know someone there, this could explain why they were, quote, poof, gone so quickly. In fact, that the firefighter arriving first at the scene said he smelled the odor of marijuana. If. It wasn't the weed in Jason's stuff that he smelled. It was a plastic container in a backpack in the road, and there's no way he would have been able to smell that. The back window had been busted out of the car, so it had to have been minutes from being lit. Again, I don't think it was Jason. This would explain the dogs. This would explain why he didn't turn back. He wouldn't have been driving at that speed way out there. This car was flying. We have been tracking the phone, not the person. Maybe attaching some pictures of the area would help. If we keep bouncing ideas back and forth on this board, we might come up with something. Does anyone know how the dispatch and the volunteer firefighter who was first on the scene heard about the crash? Does anyone know why law enforcement was in Martindale around 1 a.m., one referencing a sedan with MX plates? Could be totally unrelated, but it's on the route. Um, Wachalachalaka keeps on, and he said there are important facts in his opinion. His clothes being so far away from the vehicle, why would he have changed from the clothes he was wearing the night he left if he changed into new clothes instead of the ones he had? They obviously didn't fly out the window unless the window was open, which someone mentioned in a previous thread that it was freezing cold that night clothing thing is really bothering me why would he have changed his clothes was he smoking weed and wanted to change before he got home so he didn't smell really sucks that the items were given back to the family since dna testing can't be done now or if someone else was smoking weed as someone else mentioned regarding the volunteer firefighter who smelled marijuana and the fact that jason's weed was all bagged up maybe they had a window down that makes sense i mean if the firefighter smelt weed another car could have gone down with the windows down and he smelt it and it had nothing related to jason's case was jason on his way to meet someone does anyone know of friends that live in that area maybe he got distracted when he opened snapchat and went the wrong way didn't really care because he could just open ways back up but wanted to send the snap real quick Then the accident happened suddenly when he wasn't paying attention. What we do know is that the car was speeding, which seems odd to me for some reason. Did the airbags deploy? People have mentioned the idea that someone was chasing him, but I find this hard to believe as well. One possibility is that someone challenged him to a race. They went down this dirt road and Jason lost control and whoever he was racing against kept going. That doesn't... I know, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. I read somewhere, they think that he was racing someone, crashed, they went back, kidnapped him, and killed him. I'm like... Really? Even if you're racing for pink slips, I mean, you're not going (laughs) to kill somebody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't
1: make sense. Lastly, if the accident was loud enough, did anyone hear it? And again, the fact that his clothes were found so far away from the crash begs the question... Was he forced to take them off by some thugs or something? Maybe they went through his belongings while taunting him and left them strong on the road. Maybe they shook the fish and killed it on purpose. Who knows? That betta fish is kind of weird. Yeah, very. It sounds almost like he had a betta fish in that cup that he was taking home to his family. But this person, a a a says that beta fish can't survive in the cold for very long, so. Now, the passenger side door was locked, which the articles seem to be mentioning over and over, which can lead to an inference that no one was in the passenger seat, but someone else was involved, most likely after the crash. While many people have pointed out the idea that maybe someone else was driving or that he never left his apartment or the town, I find that hard to believe. At first, I thought it was a good lead, but after thinking it through, I do believe he was driving just based on the lack of DNA evidence, the use of his cell phone, the location it was driven to, why would someone go in the direction of Jason's hometown, and the lack of evidence that he stopped anywhere or never left the home. If someone has stolen the car, why wouldn't they have taken the phone, the wallet, his PlayStation games, and all the other stuff? This all leads me to think he was behind the wheel, but again, anything is possible. We only have clues, and I'm sure they are, there are other things we aren't aware of as well that haven't been released to the public yet. Now, another possibility is that he was mugged by someone at a stoplight or carjacked. Again, no DNA in the car makes this unlikely. They would have tested the steering wheel and other areas of the car for something And again, no thefts make this unlikely as well. That, you know, and and he keeps going on and on back to wondering if he made any stops. Did he have a history of speeding? Would he have gone off and done something else last minute? Would he have, like, taken that road to go see someone or pick something up? Did his car have any issues prior to the crash? Had he ever been in an accident before? Had he ever gotten speeding tickets before? Who was he snapped? That's the thing. I wonder who he had Snapchatted. But who knows? All right, moving on. The people in a victim's life are always the most important in an investigation, more specifically those closest to them. The parents obviously have been ruled out because mom and dad were three hours away. Who else knew that Jason was leaving that night? Is it possible he was giving someone he knew a ride, or was he stopping to see someone he knew? Did Jason have any enemies? Did he have a girlfriend? Or was he involved with any girls? Did he have any close friends? And where were they at the time of the crash? And what about this person he spoke to while getting ready to leave the night of the accident? Have they interviewed any of these people? Again, I don't think this is a sophisticated crime, I do think we are not being given enough information. Whatever happened was likely bad luck, a sudden twist of events. Wrong place, wrong time. The opportunity was there. I'm still not familiar with the crash area or what the people in that area are like if they are known to be criminally involved or there is a bad crowd nearby, which I kind of looked into that. There's just big farms out there. I mean, it's pretty desolate. I don't know. I mean, there could have been just this sick fuck that was out there that come up on an opportunity, but, I I mean, mean,
0: still, that's... What are the odds? What are the odds of that?
1: That's like the old saying when you pick up a hitchhiker. Why'd you pick me up? I could have been a serial killer. Well, the odds of two serial killers in (laughs) a car at one time.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I just, I don't I mean, the odds of someone being out there.
1: Well, and I... I don't believe that his car was stolen at all because he was using ways. he opened up his Snapchat, so I kind of throw out all of those
0: jacked-up theories.
1: Anything involving someone else driving, I just don't find it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't buy into that either.
1: I just, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I have a hard time with someone kidnapping and killing him, and I also have a hard time with the carjacking thing because, like you said, you know, if you murder someone and there's money around... You've already committed murder. Go ahead and steal shit to throw them off. But I don't know, man. They seem to think a lot of people on uh, Reddit and uh, I can't ever think of that other theory board about true crime. But anyway, they think that he will, uh, his body will be found within about fifteen miles. But. I mean, it's hard to believe that the dogs couldn't track him unless we're looking at a 411 yeah, I mean, he's, case. Yeah, he's
0: been gone for almost a year, and they've not been able to find him. I mean...
1: If he did succumb to the, the elements or he had a concussion from the accident and he... I don't know how cold it was that night, but they're saying it was pretty cold. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that a litter of pigs devoured everything left of him, which would be an odd situation, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Someone said that it might be one of those things where he has this accident, he's getting out to look at the damage, and someone comes around that curve not paying attention and hits him kind of like that, what's that, oh, that show that had four or five series, and the, the the lady hit that guy, and then she took him home to her husband, and he wound up. God, what is the name of it? I have no idea. Had Chris Rock the last uh, have, season. Uh, Fargo? Yes, Fargo. Was it season two? Yeah, season two where that girl hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying it might have been one of those situations. I, I mean, but you would think there would be blood and an evidence of striking someone. Yeah,
0: but, but I mean, are you really going to hit someone, put them in your car, and take them home? I mean, that's just, that's insane. I'm just saying, man, weirder shit's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right but i don't believe it
1: now they're tying this one person i can't i don't know their name but they tied into a lot of similarities with more murray car crash going home bunch of stuff in the car dogs track n- uh, them
0: no this has nothing to do with more murray Maura. I didn't say it had anything Maura, to do with her. I said it had some similarities to her case. Maura Murray is living her best life in, in Canada, Canada. And, you know, she still hasn't DM'd me. I really want her to. But Mora is alive. And, no, this doesn't have anything to do with Maura.
1: Well, that's about <laughs> all the... Uh, Stuffs I have For this case So our closing Theories, we've gone over 3,000 of them I kind of like the theory that he was a little bit Concussed after the accident And Kind of wandered off I don't know what the area is like But I mean Is it out of the realm of possibility That he fell into like an old well or something If that's
0: true I mean they would still have found him
1: Somebody said that they got on Google Earth and looked at a satellite image and there was a couple of oil rigs around. Oh, yeah. So I, But, I mean, that still doesn't explain how he just disappeared off the face of the earth. I don't know, man. I, I hope he is found soon. I hope, just for the family's sake, that they can uh,
0: at least have a little bit of closure, which I know that's an overused word. but Yeah, but it would be nice if he was found safe. That would be awesome. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't either. Recommendations.
1: So my recommendation is the Diamond State Murder... Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to do a podcast over here and you're watching YouTube. Anyway, I'm going to recommend the Diamond State Murder Board... Uh, it is headed up by one of the journalists <laughs> from Northeast Arkansas. Gee, <laughs> many and click it. It is headed up by one of the journalists that investigated uh, the West Memphis Three case and Rebecca Gould's case, and that is journalist George Jarrett. He does a phenomenal job. So if you are in the mood for some true crime, give them a listen. They are about... 50 minutes to an hour and 10 minutes long, just long enough to get you to and from work. So,
0: I'm gonna recommend What Culture Wrestling. It's a YouTube page that uh, covers everything you ever wanted to know about wrestling. And if you are an old school wrestling fan like me, it will uh, tickle your ball hairs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You heard it here first, boys. We found something that'll (laughs) tickle the taint.
0: So that's my recommendation. Coach, you got anything else? You know I don't. Noises.